welcome to the Sports Carnage Podcast, presented by Detroit Sports Nation, featuring Paul Roshan, A.J. Riley, Ryan Griffin, and Matthew Bassett, bringing you the most arrogant takes on the planet straight to your ears. We don't promise to always be right, but we promise to act like we are. What up, webheads? Along with Paul Roshan, AJ Riley, Ryan Griffin, I'm Matt Bass, and welcome to Sports Carnage. Uh, for Ryan and I, our Spartans came crashing back down to earth this past weekend. My biggest fears of O'Connell the Bell, O'Connell the Bell, O'Connell the Bell, happened again and again and again, <laughs> and the Spartans could not withstand it against Purdue. Bad play calling, bad play assessment, and it didn't work out for us. Spartans get their first loss on the year. But if you had told me before the season started that the Spartans would be this far into the season before their first uh, loss of the year, I'd have told you to put the crack pipe down. So I will take it. Michigan did what I certainly thought they should do, Paul. A night game against Indiana, against Indiana's third-string quarterback. you got to be kidding me. Michigan all day. They absolutely covered 20-plus point victory. No problem whatsoever for the Wolverines. The Lions even had a win because they didn't lose. It was a bye week. So, Two-thirds of the way through a good football season. I don't, I don't think weekend. you can prove that they didn't lose to the bye week. <laughs> been, yeah, all the, I was going to say, I've I don't know I've never seen so many memes about a bye week defeating a team than I did this past week where everyone's showing a score and the Lions losing to the bye week. Just to get one more in there for the Lions. And we will get to these Lions. Actually, we should probably get to these Lions right now. Paul, Ryan, oh God. AJ, it is looking more and more like 0-17 is a reality is there any oh. game it's a left reality on this not a possibility a reality <laughs> a reality oh it was, all, it's it, so was hard. Always, it was always a possibility it it's was so absolutely a possibility oh yeah i know it's so hard yeah i don't i don't know it's i mean so hard. i feel like they're gonna sneak one out are they potentially gonna sneak one out on pittsburgh this weekend that just coming off of a short week like maybe no. who knows Right, like if, if they're gonna get a win, it's gonna be a, one that we Pittsburgh don't expect team that at has all. Scoring troubles, right? Like, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, does have scoring oof. troubles. They have not. Uh, they've not lit the world on fire offensively. Uh, I mean, look at short week versus our look, very very long break. Look at the two games the Lions should have won. Right, um, you have the Ravens. The Ravens. Had a similar, they had a bunch of miscues. They had scoring issues. They couldn't move. They moved the ball. They couldn't finish, I guess. Um, but our defense played pretty well. They came out inspired. And mm-hmm. the Ravens had a lot of miscues. They had a lot of, a lot of, so Hollywood Brown decided he didn't want to catch the ball at all. Um, and they just, they made mistakes and they didn't put up the points you would expect the Ravens to against the Lions. And that kept us more than in the game. We were in position to win the game because. We drove down and took the lead, and <laughs> Ravens got the ball hardly any time left. And we know how it ended with a record-setting field goal kick, but the Lions should have won that game. And then... Should have, absolutely. Who's, this, who's the second team? Was it the Vikings that kicked? No. Yes. Who kicked the yeah, other game? Ne- field the goal the very next week. Was it the Vikings? Yeah. Yeah. Because the Vikings 50, basically... 54-yard field goal or 55-yard field goal? Um, another low-scoring game, right? Like, we didn't score 40 points. Um, they struggled to score, and we were able to do enough. Th- those are the two real chances we've had at wins this year, and the common thread here is the offense has struggled a lot. And that's mm-hmm. what it's going to take because the Lions are not 
winning a game that they have to score 25 points. It's not happening. This roster is not built to do it. This quarterback, this banged-up offensive line that has not had its healthy starting five the entire season, um, they're just not equipped to do it. So you look at a game like this week, is Pittsburgh a lot better than the Lions? Well, yeah, so is pretty much every team in the NFL. But Pittsburgh at times has had a lot of issues on offense. Pittsburgh has a variable, very vulnerable situation under center with Ben Roethlisberger. Um, he's old. He sometimes looks like he can still play quarterback and sometimes does not. He is a complete stiff. I mean, if we if we can generate pressure, whether it's through blitz packages or whether the front floor just, floor just plays out of their mind, this is going to make life hell on them. It really is. Now, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but if you're... We're talking about how do we avoid 0-17. A game like this is a ripe opportunity that you take advantage of an offense that is severely flawed in the Pittsburgh Steelers and hope that you can eke out a 10-7 win, something a 9-6 win, whatever you want to do. We could do the Jaguars over the Bills, a 9-6 win. I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah, was that crazy or what this weekend? This whole weekend was crazy with upsets. Oh, it's ridiculous. That nobody saw coming. I mean, Jesus Christ, the Broncos blitzed the Cowboys in Dallas. Yes, they did. After losing Von Miller. And I I was out here on this this podcast last week. I was like, there is no reason to pick the Broncos. It's not even in Denver. There was zero reason. And they blitzed them. Oh, I picked the Broncos. No, I know. But I'm not saying that people didn't pick them. I'm saying that I found no reason whatsoever to pick them in this. And I, I just didn't like this. I thought this play was too much. I don't trust Dallas. But that was no. I don't think anybody in the universe saw Denver jumping out to a thirty to zero lead over Dallas like, the week after trading Bob Miller. It just it doesn't make any sense. It's just bonkers. No, it makes um, zero sense. It's like I wouldn't have. So I, I I'm glad I abstained from betting this week. Um, NFL. Something I like to do. I like I like to play parlays and teasers, and something I like to do with parlays is I like to pick a handful of what I consider like sure winners. Like, there's no way in any universe this team can lose, and I will throw that money line into the parlay just to juice up the numbers. I don't want to hear right? anything about like, you talking we... about there's no way in the any universe this team can lose. You said the same shit about our Spartans against UCLA in the first four. I don't want to hear that shit. Well, basketball's different. This is why I, I don't put, bet basketball for a reason. You put that evil on my team. Basketball's wild, okay? But, so that's something I like to do while... A prime candidate this weekend for those situations would have been the Bills over Jacksonville. Because there's not in any... No. Honestly, what might have saved me is that money line might have been so, like, ridiculous <laughs> that the difference might have been infinitesimal. Minus 450. Just, it might have not been <laughs> worth it. Like, minus 450? You mean 4,500? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, ser- I'm, like, dead ass. Like, I, it had to be... I don't know what the money line was for, but it was, it was probably really large. Um, yeah, whoever it, had the balls to pick Jackson, all those Jacksonville fans that were hoping and praying, y'all got paid. <laughs> I mean, that game's just absurd. Uh, yeah, that was like, what is going so on with ugly. the Bills' offense? Nine to six. Nine oh. to six. Tennessee broke them. Just like Tennessee just broke the Rams. Like, <laughs> I was going to say, the Mike, Rams are next. Spoiler alert Mike Rabel can coach defense. Yeah. Like, God dang. It's so ridiculous. And play defense and catch touchdowns. (laughs) I can't say I'm surprised about the Rams games. I I picked the Titans. So that one was less surprising. And I, you guys know, I've talked about my concerns with the Rams offensive line all season. And yeah. And it, and it was very, it was rough, buddy. It was honest to God watching the game. 
I felt it looked like Stafford was going through PTSD and like he he felt like he was back in Detroit again. <laughs> back in Detroit. It looked like it just it just all the all, everything just washed away from the past eight weeks like it was a dream. And he was just back in Detroit again. He had that shell shock look on his yeah, face. Yeah, he did. No, swear to God, like that's. I, I was like, I was just sitting there watching, and I'm like, and like, and I, that interception that he threw from the end zone, like, was that not something that like? So that's I a don't. Lions play. I that. I am way that one. I am way less like, oh my god, how could you do it with another people? Because you are you're getting a safety, right? And it in that instance, no. You did you doing, see that? Did you see them talk about that? Well, he yeah, doesn't right. know. He progress was stopped at the He doesn't know the ball's over the goal line. I understand that. I understand that. But but um, again, but, but again, quarterback. You played quarterback, AJ. You know, in that situation, you're doing everything imaginable to not have that ball in your hands and go to the ground. I mean, it's I it's. Wentz did the same thing to the Titans last week. We saw the <laughs> Titans. AJ said, I'm not doing that. <laughs> the Titans had the exact same play last week. Okay. Except they there was yeah. a pick six last week against Wentz. Same situation in the end zone. Oh. It was just. Well, Stafford I, gave just, him one of those two. Right? No. <laughs> a couple of plays so later. That, <laughs> that was a great defensive play, way more than a horrible okay. offensive play. Answer that me was, this, though. That was Why the, wouldn't – like, look, I understand it sucks. You're giving two points and you're giving them the ball back. But you have a Rams defensive line that you should trust. Like, why not just eat that football and, and give them that free kick where you're probably giving them the ball around their own 40. You got a good chance to keep them out of scoring range with that defensive line. It's only two points. Because well, you're defense. not expecting to throw a pick. That's why. No, I know, <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> all the worst things that could happen, that is it. And it did happen. I mean, of all of all the things going through your head in that moment, I don't think is a defensive lineman going to catch this ball is one of them. Yes. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, but that was a linebacker. That wasn't a defensive lineman. It, that was a dude dropped in coverage. I, I either way, you're, you're being spun around like a It wasn't a two. Like you're in a teacup ride and you're just going to throw the ball. Yeah. Like yeah, that um, so well, I was, was thinking rough. about that and and it you and you asked like, you know, as a quarterback you're trying to get totally. I totally get that. I was I was thinking though like wouldn't that be a situation though where you're sitting there like of all the things that could go wrong and obviously like he wasn't intending to throw it towards the defender, right? He was hoping that it would hit the ground and it'd be an yeah. incomplete pass. But I'm just like Obviously, armchair quarterback in hindsight is twenty twenty, right? You're like, oh, you should have never thrown that ball. But two points is a lot better than six points. You know, seven. Yeah, maybe but, you but just... I mean, you're just again, like, you're not expecting worst case scenario. I mean, if he knew that player was there, he's he's not doing that. I mean, it's not. He's sure. It's 100%. a bad play. It's a bad play. But at that point, the thing is, like, on the flip side, so like he takes a sack. Then how many people are saying why did you hold on to the ball so long? I mean, I right. it's it's just tough. It's it is a bad it play. Is. It is a negative play, and it is he has blame for that play. But I mean, the line instantly collapsed. Like that play was blown up, and you're just you're doing whatever you can to not give the opposing team free points. Like it's just it's tough. You're in a tough spot, and that's what the whole game was was being in a tough spot. The, and then to turn right back around and throw the pick six. And then it leads to lazy-ass bad articles like the one our own Ryan Griffin wrote for Deadspin. Or at least it seemed like Ryan Griffin wrote it for Deadspin. <laughs> Where I read that. I saw it. Did you read this? I saw that. Did you read this piece no, of so yes, shit article where they're just like, 
Matthew Stafford's the same Matthew Stafford, and this is how bad he is all the time. Like, <laughs> no, it was it was horrible. And like Matt says, Desmond wrote an article of, "Oh, this is the Stafford that we." It's just so lazy. Like, you're not going to at all talk about the fact that Tennessee's defensive line absolutely dominated the Rams' offensive no. line, which absolutely plays into how well Stafford can play. If you are going to give your quarterback no time whatsoever, and I have said this the entire time Stafford was a lion. I said, I don't give a damn if you put Joe Montana behind this line, Tom Brady behind this line, Peyton Manning behind this line, John Elway behind this line. None of them are going to do a damn thing when you have no time to mm-hmm. throw the football. And the right. Rams had no time to throw the football when they were just lining up and doing their usual packages. It was until they finally started moving the line that you gave Stafford some time, and he started completing some passes. It was way too late in the game at this point. Should have figured that out in the second quarter. Rams might have still had a chance. Cost me my fantasy matchup. And that's that's something that was crazy, too. Is it, it, What's crazy to me is it was so obvious the broadcast called it out several times. Oh, yeah. Sean McVay had... One of his worst days as a play caller ever. Sean McVay got lazy. Uh, things have been going so well offensively for the Rams, and Stafford has been so good that instead of drawing up endless magic through play calling, he's just like, we have really good receivers and an amazing quarterback. We're just going to drop back in 11 personnel all game, and we're going to pick you to yep. pieces, and I'm just going to call rudimentary plays, and we're going to call it a night. Except it didn't work because their offensive line got blown up, and you can't do that. And by the time they made an adjustment, it was way too late. The game was far over. But mm-hmm. not not Al Michaels, who's um, uh, Chris Collinsworth. Collinsworth. Uh, Chris Collinsworth. He he was calling out on the broadcast all night. He's like, this is one of those. Like, why 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 did they wait so long to get Stafford rolling out? Use misdirection. Move the pocket. I mean, you're just having you're you're just calling straight dropbacks, and there's two, three defenders in Stafford's lap every other play. It's like you yep. can't possibly be successful in that scenario. The Titans played out their mind. They had an awesome game plan, um, and the Rams did them no favors. And that's going to be an issue going forward against teams that can defensively put that kind of pressure on the Rams. And there's not a ton of them in the NFL, but there are enough. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a wonder. Granted, I think they had a much better play-calling game, but it's a wonder that the Buccaneers were not able to do that to the Rams. Um, the Rams obviously did not have those problems against the Buccaneers. We know the Buccaneers have a very good front seven, uh, but they weren't able to get home. The Rams kept the pocket really clean against the Buccaneers. So it'll be interesting to see how that adjusts going forward, but it, it is crazy how anybody could watch that game and then be like, oh yeah, the Blame quarterback Stafford sucks. And, and, why, and even, so what? what's crazy to me, and it's, it is... We have a very reactionary fans are very reactionary to like singular sure. events, like no matter what. And especially in today's clickbait environment, like what have you done for me lately might be a half of football. Like it's like not like a season or a few games it might be literally like half football. Right. So, but it's are, quarterbacks have bad games. Like even it, it's possible that everyone on the Rams offense could play really good for a game. And Sean McVay could call good plays. And Matt Stafford could just have a bad game. And that would be okay. Like, people have bad games. Tom Brady has bad games. Patrick Mahomes has had a bad season. Russ Wilson has bad games. And and he's catching the wrath for it. He he is. But even though it's not entirely his fault. But, I mean, that's the nature of the position in the sport. It's just what we are. But, like, it's so crazy to me that, like, Stafford has been 
And Bill Barnwell put out a really nice article today that even after the Tennessee game, Stafford's been by far the most valuable player in the NFL. We're not going to get into that too much. But what I find interesting is Stafford's been way better than anyone could have asked for all season. The whole season. Just for we're, sure. we're nine games in now, whatever it is. He's been freaking awesome. Can he have one bad game? Is that allowed? Like, can this man have one bad game without being like, oh, <laughs> same quarterback he was in Detroit? The problem is when his, when his two bad games on the season have come against two teams that are expected now all of a sudden, one for sure all of a sudden. No, I don't know who expected the Cardinals to be this good. The Titans were expected to be good. But for the two bad games, which ended up being two bad losses, against two playoff teams, and now comes the narrative of Stafford can't win against the good teams. Yeah. Even though they beat the crap out of the defending Right, that gets teams. glossed over. For whatever reason, that gets glossed over. But... It ends up being well, all on the, well, the Stafford every, Everyone's beating the defending but, Super Bowl champions. <laughs> they have two losses on the season. All right, but we are way off base here. The idea of this we conversation are. was the Detroit Lions. It was a Stafford's crazy football week. former team, not nut-hugging Stafford like Paul loves to do every day in our chat. You now have experienced, folks, what it's like a day in the life of our chat where Paul is just all over the nuts of Matthew Stafford if this happens 24-7. Uh we mentioned the Steelers and their lack of ability to move the ball offensively despite having a damn good rookie back in Najee Harris and some decent receivers and a Big Ben that oh, is still super good. very, very questionable. If it doesn't happen this upcoming weekend, next we're in Cleveland. I don't think it's happening there. But Thanksgiving at home against the Bears, who are not a great team. Yes, Justin Fields looked better yesterday. Are you sure it's at home? It's always at home. Yeah, it's Thanksgiving Day. It's at always home. at home. Why did I? Th- we have I never we played a Thanksgiving Day on the road. We have never <laughs> no, played a Thanksgiving right. no, Day right, but I, on the road. I, for some reason, I thought we. For some reason, I thought we played the Bears at home when we played them. No. So the Bears at home on Thanksgiving might be winnable game. A Turkey Day delight for Detroit fans. That one might be winnable. It might be the next home game the following weekend against Minnesota, because we already played them tough in Minnesota. No, we're gonna lose. Don't worry. Or it might be the following week in Denver. You never know. Denver is a uh, it's a Jekyll and Hyde kind of team, these Broncos. Uh, I don't know which one's the good one. I guess Dr. Jekyll because he doesn't kill people. But Dr. Jekyll showed up in Dallas <laughs> this past weekend, and uh, maybe we'll get lucky and get Mr. Hyde back in Denver on December 12th. But those are, I think, your best chances for a Lions win, maybe against the Falcons day after Christmas. But... There's not that many that you could say you're confident they're going to be in the game, let alone win the game. The outlook is not positive. No, not great. For the rest <laughs> I mean, of the season. It's, great for, and it's looking great for Kayvon Thibodeau to wear Honolulu blue and silver. <laughs> it's a scary proposition thinking that <laughs> in Dan Campbell's first year as a head coach, he could be, he could start the his career as a head coach with 17 losses. Well, uh, how do you recover from that? Didn't um, oh, the Browns coach started with 16, right? Was that his first year Stiff. in um, in Cleveland I going on so. 16? But that's what I'm, I'm asking for. I, don't know. I, I, want, I was pretty As sure. a head coach? I believe it was his Not the Oof. current head coach. No, 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 no. He's talking. Yeah, but he's saying, well, did he ever head coach when anywhere before? When they 16 a handful of years ago, I thought, I thought it was his first season as well. Um, like not just in Cleveland, brutal. but as no, a head was, coach in general. 
No, he was the Raiders yeah. head coach in 2011. Oh, he was the Browns. Oh, coach was it was? Marvin Lewis? No, Hugh not Jackson. Marvin Lewis. Hugh Jackson. I'm sorry. No, hold on. No, coached, I know they they coached, all look the same, Paul. I know. No, stop. He coached under Marvin Lewis. Is his OC? Stop it. Yeah, but Marvin Lewis was in Cincinnati for 35 years. Listen, listen. He coached <laughs> under him as his OC. That's why. That's where the slip came from. What I want to see is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when their franchise became a franchise was their head coach, a brand new head coach, because they lost the first 26 games of their entire history as a pro football team. They went 0-12. 14 game seasons, correct? uh, Was it 14? Yeah, it was 14. So 0-14 the first year and then lost the first 12 the next year to go 0-26. That's impressive. That's... And was that was their Super first Bowls. year or their second year when they drafted Bo Jackson? He's like, no, I'm going to go play baseball. Uh, it wasn't their first uh, year because they came out in 76. No, I know, but was it their second year? No, that's still too old for Bo Jackson because they 77 is the year you would have been talking about. And okay. Bo, Bo was, I don't even know if he was in college yet. I think he might have still been in high school at that point. It's rough. I, I mean, I feel bad for Dan Campbell because nope. <laughs> I don't think there's many people. I don't think there's anybody in that building that wants to win more than he does. <laughs> oh I mean, God! I, it was John McKay. That's right, John McKay, legendary USC football coach from 1960 to 1975. And it was it was his first. <laughs> yeah, that was his first time. Yeah, because before that he was an assistant in Oregon, an assistant at SC. And then he became the Bucks head coach. He was their head coach for nine years. I mean, they let him stick around. <laughs> but, yep, there you go. this man, Whoa. who was so known for greatness in Southern California, lost his first 26 games as a head coach in the National Football League. Well, they were an expansion team, though, right? Yes. So it's in, – in the NFL as an expansion team, you truly start from the bottom. So it's not – it makes sense, right? Like, the Lions are one of the oldest teams in the NFL. Uh, here, the Lions... here we go. We, 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 can, we can get some hope here for Dan Campbell because John McKay took over in 76. In 79, they won the division title and actually went to the NFC Championship game before falling to the Rams. So, you know, like I said, what did I say? I said three years, right? Give this man three years, we're going to have some. There you go, folks. Three years went from worst by far to in the NFC Championship game. Come on, Lions. we got some hope. I, I, different I don't world. Know. I don't really know <laughs> if I would call it hope. It was easier back then. You didn't, you didn't, need, uh, you didn't need to get lucky with a quarterback. What do you mean? We got extra playoff spots in these in year's playoffs. It's way harder back then. You only had like so many spots to fill. Now we got like seven. Yeah, hope. less games to oh. win to get to an NFC Championship. Also true. I, I don't – it's hard to have hope in a season like this, especially when it looks like you've finally done tanking right and you're not getting rewarded with a quarterback for it. Yeah, that part sucks. Like, like it's – that's rough. Like, I'm well, looking I mean, at – It's easy. We just do it again next year. Like, Thibodeau's going to be sweet, but we got to pay him, like, 12 million a year or whatever the first overall draft pick slot gets. It's a lot. And then if he's everything we hope he is, then we got to pay him like 25 million a year 
by the time we're ready to contend. It's rough, man. Yeah, but we're getting our running back of the future, Kenneth Walker III, on the cheap in the 65th round, 65th pick. Yeah, but we could have had the best running back in the NFL, Jonathan Taylor, already on our roster. That man is not the best running back in just, the NFL. We just didn't do that for whatever reason. What do you mean? We, Reasons unbeknownst. You wanted to you wanted to pass up on Akuda? I'm still so salty. <laughs> no, he was there in the second for us. It's so horrifying. Yeah, he was I'm there. Still you wanted to pass up on? Salty, I don't even remember who we took in the on second. On Swift. <laughs> was it Swift? I wanted to not take Swift and take the better running back. Nothing against Swift, but he's not Jonathan Taylor. I'll never. I don't know what Jonathan Taylor would do him. against behind this O line either, though. We'd, we'd, still, still, we'd still be 0-8. <laughs> that's what would happen. We'd definitely still be 0-8. Yeah, that's true. most that certainly be 0-8. I, 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 don't, I don't doubt that. All right, so I'm going to be hopeful I, I and say we are if, if we get a win, it's going to be on Thanksgiving against Chicago. Anyone got a different pick for where they see the first win coming for these poor hapless Lions? I don't want to keep banging again. my... No, it looks, that looks like the one. I, I mean, unless you want to count head into the same wall every week, but like week week one and next year is when I see them getting the first one. <laughs> Pitts, Pittsburgh is a beatable team, man. I mean, what you, you say that? We, but the teams, we are absolutely you know what, not going to beat them Pittsburgh and beat them. Teams. They haven't lost to a non-playoff team this year. They have three losses, and they're all to good football teams. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that they win this weekend. Coming off the bye. Coming off the bye in Pittsburgh on a short week. Yep. There's arguments to be made, absolutely. That's going to be my my pick. I don't love it, and I know I'm going to be wrong, but it is. Well, you don't. Hold on. I want to Pittsburgh on a four-game win streak, and the 0-8 Lions are going to be the ones. That None of it. us love picking the Lions to win a game at all. Let's be clear. All right, and I'm going to keep picking them to win games until they win a game or lose them all, and then there's no more games to pick. I'm just going to keep banging my head into that wall. I am actually going to say I think they surprise get it done. What Just just when everyone thinks, okay, they're going 0-17 for real. I'm going to say they get it done on the road at Denver. That's what I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick that. I'm going to cozy confines to Denver. I think by then Denver will be over the season. Um, I don't see any more performances in them like they had against the Cowboys. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb and pick Denver. I'm surprised no one is saying Falcons, by the way, because the Falcons also suck. Just beat, the, just beat the Saints this past weekend. Yeah, well, the Saints don't have a quarterback. And we all know your Matty Ice hate. We don't have a quarterback either. No, that's not true. We don't have a quarterback don't either. He's talking about the Saints on a quarterback. I don't. I don't, G- I don't give me that. Trevor Simeon right now over freaking Jared Goff. Stop. We'll do the same. No, We're going to do the same thing that. anyway. We're going to lose. <laughs> Jared Goff's pretty bad. I don't know. Give me Tom Savage. There you Stop. go. Stop. I would, I would prefer Teddy Bridgewater to Goff, probably. Yeah, for sure. Oh, all day. But I don't. Teddy Bridgewater would be pretty. I, anybody would be pretty rough in our current situation. Like that's not a top ten quarterback. Any non top ten quarterback is going to have a very. Not that top ten is going to have a good time, but any non top ten quarterback is going to have a very bad time if they were playing for the Lions right now. By the time the Falcons come around, Calvin Ridley will be done with his mental health issue, whatever that may be. Back on Do the you field. Think so? 
oh yeah, Matt Ryan's gonna do you know what he what he's what he what he's able to do against us, which is about five touchdowns and three hundred and twenty yards. Said Cincinnati's fifth in the playoff. Oh, are they not? Is it still not done? No, they're nope. Maybe. They're doing six. So six and seven are going to be Michigan, Michigan State. We just don't know order yet. Yeah. Michigan six, MSU seven. They, they just Georgia. Yeah. Yep. It's Georgia, Bama, Ohio, or Georgia, Bama, Oregon, Ohio State, Cincinnati, Michigan, Michigan State. Georgia, Bama, Oregon, Ohio State. That's what you said. Yeah. Yep. I think it's. I still think it's bonkers. Like I get it. Like I get why. But that was – it feels like a whole season ago. To me, to have Oregon over Ohio State at this point is just being dishonest. I, maybe it's just me. I, I think it's – I mean, look at their loss. Like, I get it. Oregon beat Ohio State in Columbus, but that was so many weeks ago. It is not the same team now. It's just not. No, but but they've also still been winning lately, so. I mean, so – and the thing is, and it's correct. Like, I don't – I think – no offense to anybody – that's a Michigan State fan, but I think it'd be crazy to come out and say, I think Michigan State's better than Michigan. But Michigan State beat Michigan two weeks ago. And the committee put Michigan over Michigan State. Well, yeah, because which we is the just recently move. lost. Oregon lost a month and a half ago. To freaking Stanford. It doesn't matter. It was still a month and a half ago. They haven't lost recently. They're winning these games. So... <coughs> It's, it's a hard, it's, it's, it's so hard just, to leapfrog this, them. This is why I hate – I mean, we've talked about this. I hate rankings. Uh, pretty much all of us hate rankings because it's it, – it's they treat it like what do you deserve versus who the best teams are. Well, yeah, they've always been that way. Like, But it's nonsense. It's, like a ranking should be a ranking. And it's not all sports are like this. Like it's – like if you – like other college sports – are not like this. Like, if you look at college hockey... No one pays like attention to college hockey or college baseball. <laughs> I, but I'm just... Listen, no, no, no. that's not true. No, no, yes, that's, it is true. No, it true. is absolutely true. I'm sorry. The masses of America do not pay attention to college hockey or college baseball. They don't understand so that we there have are completely to make, different we have divisions to make our rankings for college stupid. hockey. We have to make our rankings stupid because so yes. many stupid people watch yes. us. Yes, welcome, is that welcome to America. Me? Where the hell have you been? This is not cool. I just I don't like it. <laughs> well, it ain't changing. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Ohio State wins out there in the playoff. Doesn't. Yeah. Well, actually, no. Yes. It does matter. It do, a lot. No, it I take that it back. It doesn't matter. If Oregon wins ton. out, they're in the playoff. If Ohio State wins out, they're in the playoff. It matters because you have to avoid the four spot. You have to. You if you face Georgia, your season is over. So by all means necessary, you want to avoid okay. the four spot. Now, but here, but here's the thing: if both of them went out right now, you are looking at the two-three game and a rematch between Ohio State rematch. and Oregon. Because if they went out, Bama's and Bama's, Bama's not winning lose. out, and if Bama does win out, then no. Georgia is probably no longer the one, and, and Alabama is. But that's most likely not happening from everything we've seen so far from Georgia this year and Alabama this year. Georgia's winning that SEC championship unless Bama's something gonna, crazy I think Bama's happens. gonna smoke them. I think Bam or Georgia I think Georgia's gonna win by like Yeah, which is going to points. knock Alabama at the very least to four. Most likely no, out of the no, playoff. No, 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 completely out of the playoff. There's no, there no, goes a two, no chance a two loss team gets a, in. A two loss team is not getting when, in. When especially their, when their name a, is Alabama and his name is Nick Saban, there's a chance. No. A there's two a chance. first of all, there, there's too many bad teams in college football this year and that's something that like nobody's talked about and is like crazy to me this is 
And it's not, it makes for great entertainment. This is the worst, like, collective talent, like, team-wise, that I can remember college football ever in my lifetime. I cannot remember. Outside of Georgia, I think your top 10, 12, all of them have a chance to beat each other in a game. Like, I don't, there's no, and you can call it parody, but it's not parody. Parody is not the right word for it because the, the talent, like, literal talent, it's, it's still concentrated in a very small area. It just team-wise, it, it's not there this season. Like, it, and that's, I think it's part of the reason you've seen so many upsets. Granted, bad rankings are part of that. But, I mean, you don't – I Michigan, Michigan State, I mean, perfect example. I don't think Michigan, Michigan State are anything special. I don't, like, this is this is Harbaugh's third best team at best since he's been at Michigan. At best. And yet, there's not a team in the country outside of Georgia that I don't think we couldn't beat. Now, I, I wouldn't pick us to beat Ohio State. I don't think our defense can stop Ohio State enough. I, I don't think we can beat them. But you give me a game against Alabama. You give me a game against Oregon. You give me a game against Cincinnati. You give me a game against Oklahoma. Those are all winnable football games. I still don't think you're beating Bama. <laughs> Why? They're not good this year. Not not at the level that they've been. So think, look back to 2019 when all we needed was decent quarterback play and we beat Bama. Like We were leading at half and we played them very tough. And they were really freaking good. Best receiving squad ever in the history of college football. First-round quarterback. Like, super good. We were was right that, there. Was that the year that Jerry Judy went off? <sighs> Jerry uh, Judy, Devonta Smith. Was that the um, first game of the season? No, no that, was that, was, the that was the bowl game. game. That was the bowl game. Okay. That, was, that was the bowl game, yeah. They had Mac Jones. I, you guys know who Mac Jones is? Ruggs, Judy, You mean You Devonta mean Smith, the Indomitian like, Sioux of New England. That's right. Oh. Out here, oh out here twisting God. ankles. Stop. Stop. He didn't Dirty twist ass. his ankle. The defender oh, twisted right. his body he, trying he to get away. He just rolled over on it. No, the defender literally twisted his body trying to get away. The defender Stop. twisted his own ankle, Stop. Ryan. Oh, oh, we put my, him in whatever Kurt Angle special was. Mac was just an innocent bystander laying there. He literally grabbed his leg and ankle to pull him down because it was a he, loose ball. He was fighting for the ball, which he didn't know the ball scored. He was absolutely not away. fighting for the ball. Oh, <laughs> he, he, he was, didn't know. Where... <laughs> he didn't know everybody running away from him. He thought the defender had the oh, ball. Oh my god! He thought that's a thing he didn't that know happens where the in ball football. Was. No, he didn't know where the ball was. He knew that dude didn't have it, <laughs> but he didn't know that it wasn't right there, and that dude wasn't trying to grab it. So if he's trying he to grab the, the ball, football, then, then it's okay away. to twist his ankle if he's trying to he grab didn't... the football. Oh my god! He then literally okay. grabbed. He grabbed him to pull him down. The defender tried to get so away as a normal person would. Oh, it's great. No, I just a normal, I hate who? the narrative. A normal person. I hate yeah, it if, so much. If you're, if you're Kurt Angle, uh, you might do that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> now we're besmirching gold medal wrestlers. I've had enough. Oh, a broken freaking neck. At least he fought clean. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, that's good what Paul gets so worked up about. We're literally talking it. about whether or not another player twisted <laughs> the ankle of someone else, and he's yelling. He did. Uh, <laughs> you, see, you see it. It's, he didn't. It's he did he not did. twist his ankle. Oh, my God. No. Yep, and Higby didn't step out of bounds or whoever caught that pass. <laughs> yeah. Evander Holyfield's ear was already like that before he fought Tyson. <sighs> That's right. <laughs> 
So something, <laughs> something we have not talked about yet in the season is underway. Actually, both seasons are underway, and they're both about a month into their season. Our Detroit Red Wings, our Detroit Pistons. We'll start on the ice. The Detroit Red Wings are... God dang right we will, baby. We are su- surprising. One of the surprising teams of the it NHL. surprises shit. Uh, six, five, and two on the season. Tied for third in the Atlantic Excuse me? with Tampa Excuse Bay. Excuse me? What? Excuse me? What, what is your problem? The wing. What? What did you? The say wings are six, five, and two on the season, and tied for third in the Atlantic with Tampa Bay. They're about to be seven, five, and two. Okay. Well, as of right now, during this recording, with the game not over, they are six, five, and two, tied for third in I the Atlantic. I shouldn't that. Actually, we're only up by a goal. The back-to-back the defending Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning, and the top two leading rookie scorers in all of the NHL are rocking the winged wheel forward. Lucas Raymond, six goals on the year, 14 points on the year defenseman, Moritz Sider, one goal on the year, just got it recently and 10 points on Game the winner. year. And off of a back to back great weekend for the wings, taking down the Las Vegas Knights. Now having to face the number one team well, besides Florida in the Edmonton Oilers, which, according to Paul, is going smoothly for our Detroit Wings. Dylan Larkin showing signs good. of becoming that star we all hoped he could be. And that line he is on with Bertuzzi and Raymond looking like one of the top lines in the NHL. It's o- only so in America. I- <laughs> Paul, that goalkeeper that you love oh so much that we got recently from the Carolina Hurricanes last year. He's been pretty good. Actually, last year's Calder Trophy finalist, Alex Nedeljkovic. Been up and down to start the year for us, though, Paul. Not as good as last year, although our defense not nearly as good as what the Carolina Hurricanes put up in front of him. So, I – he's he's had – so, up and down is the word to describe it, yeah. right? But he's – and he's splitting time with uh, uh, TG. Oh, my God. Um, tell us his name. Oh, I, I can't think of a second goal, goal right now. <laughs> I, I can't think of his name anymore. He's split in time, uh, which is how it should be. There's, we don't need a neither of them to be an everyday netminder right now. Um, he's young, still breaking in. But I, I want to say he's played six of our games up and down, but as poor as our defense is, and it's been better this season, obviously, because we have six wins, in which... <laughs> Felt like that's about what we had all last season. Uh, but even, even with an improvement in defense, our defense is still very subpar. He is entering the game against the Oilers. He's got a 9-10 save percentage, which is like... Really, really good. Top 25-ish. <laughs> top 25-ish in the NHL, really, really which... It's, it's, I w- it's good. Is that great? It's good, though. It's very good. It's not... like So top 25 in the NHL, you're like, wow, there's only like 30 NHL teams, but... Most of the teams in the NHL have two, two goalies running, right? So it's not – so really, say there's 50 goalies. It's top half, right? Like he's top half of goalies in the NFL in save percentage, and that's with playing behind one of the worst defenses in the NHL. But something you said is very exciting, should be exciting to all Wings fans, not just that the rookies are playing well, but specifically the rookie of the year leader at the moment – is a defenseman mm-hmm. wearing the winged wheel. And that's that's huge. Like, that is... It's so big. It's something, I mean, we will lack for a long time. Um, is defensemen, especially defensemen, that can score. 
um, not just score, but I, I would say assist in the offense more than score. Because uh, it's not not just about getting the puck home. We need to be able to initiate offense, initiate offense from the back line, initiate offense on the power play, th- all the things that we've lacked at for so long. Um, uh, it's it's very exciting, and no one knows. I mean, this is not a year that the Wings are expected to even contend for a no, playoff just spot. just keep building. So we're, we're just going to right. ride this position. Well, and, and Sider was the Rookie of the Month in October, and I think he's the first – maybe Detroit defenseman or defenseman period to win it since Lidstrom, uh, which bodes well. I, well, I would assume Detroit. I would, I would, yeah. I'm not saying, I would assume Detroit though. Right. Uh, I, but I yeah, can't no, remember. I figured it would just be Connor McDavid like week in and week out. <laughs> well, he's, he's not a defenseman. No, no, I'm saying. <laughs> for, yeah. For... Well, <laughs> what, his rookie year you're yeah. talking? <laughs> he was, cause AJ was talking about rookies. Well, Connor McDavid's fucking arguably best NHL player ever, and he's been playing for, like, a few years. Um, but we didn't get that lucky. All right, we didn't get Connor McDavid. We had to do things the hard way. Um, playing Connor McDavid tonight, and I, I think it's really interesting, because you talked about that top line of Larkin and Bertuzzi, who have been phenomenal, and seeing Bertuzzi really come into his own. I, I never had doubts about Larkin, and I don't think many people did. Um, people might have had unfair expectations, especially given how poor our team was for what he was going to be, but Larkin was... Great. Well, and he's a Michigan that's man. That's why he was. He is a Michigan man, and that's why he was an All Star his rookie season in the NHL. Yes, that's why. Because um, he's. <laughs> Wait, he went to U of M. Yeah. Yeah. I did know not know no, that. No, I will hold. No, I wasn't saying he was an All Star because he went to Michigan. Uh, man. I was <laughs> sure, but it sounded like. No, no, no. He's an All Star. He's heard. really good. No, God. Oh my God. Um. No, he's, he's just he's been really good off the rip. And people had a little bit of unfair expectations for him, especially on a very rebuilding team for a, a very young kid. But with Bertuzzi really taking clearly a next step, I mean, didn't was it the first game of the season he had a hat trick? I think yeah, it was, I think it was literally the first like game of the season he had a hat trick. I think he scored four goals, actually. It was just a hat trick. I think he scored like four goals. Just absurd. But it, it wasn't just that night. He's been super good for us all season so far. And those two on the top line have been a joy to watch. And really watching them match up with my the best the best player in the NHL, Connor McDavid. Like this hands down. Like nobody is even close to him the level right now. But he's not the only superstar for the Oilers. The Oilers have a really, really well oiled machine right now. And it's it's really fun to watch these young kids play and match up because this team is crazy young i mean larkin is basically a veteran on this team you look at this team across the board he's he's one of the old men as far as your actual core players and he's obviously quite young himself still so it's just really fun to be here and to be competing against good hockey teams again and right now to be like in that playoff position in that playoff race and at the end of the year are we going to be here probably not um it's kind of like the tigers this year though right like you don't you didn't expect the Tigers to do anything, but the Tigers flirted with 500 all season, and that was cool. Like that was a ahead of pace, ahead of schedule. Uh, like, not 500. They were 69 and 66 from May on, but they ended the season how many games under 500? I don't think that many. I think like seven, seven or eight. I think something like that. Yeah. That is okay. definitely I flirting could, with 500. Yeah, that's flirting. That You're is right. definitely. My apologies. I my apologies. You very 
AJ's got high standards. It's the Golden Glover among us. He's like, eh, if you're two games under 500, this is nah. <laughs> but I mean, to me, that's flirting with 500. That must mean you have an MVP <laughs> on your team because they didn't make no playoffs. <laughs> no MVP uh, candidates. But it, uh, it, it's nice to see these teams that have been rebuilding for a while. This is that hope we're talking about. Start to have progression, right? And this is... The Lions, who we opened the show with, obviously are not there. And it, it, we're at the we're at the bottom of the rebuild. We're bottoming out right it's, now. Yeah, it's this is the, the start of it. This is where the wings were a couple years ago. <laughs> exactly. The Tigers and now the wings, we've been here for a while. And so now it's you need to start trending in the other direction. You don't need to make the playoffs. You don't need to be a contender. But we need to start seeing some progress. We need to start seeing those top picks. Make an impact on the ice. Which is Some why of those acquisitions. Yeah. And it's it's happening. Like, it's not... Yeah. You see teams get to where Detroit was, the Wings, and not get this. And just be in that perpetual rebuild and misery. It is exciting to see... We now live we it with production. our NFL team. Now we have we do live it with the NFL team. Although now we never bottom. Well, no, I guess we did bottom out this bed when we went zero and sixteen. But that was that feels that was a long time ago. And then continue to rebuild. And then continue and to then, rebuild. And, rebuild. and then continue and to rebuild. rebuild. But again, I go back you to Matt you can't Mellon rebuild if you've never built <laughs> to begin with. Hey, we built the fifties. You're talking modern times. I don't know how much. Look, you but cannot... anyway, it it's. It's really nice to see the progression with the Red Wings. I don't, I, you guys, I don't, Matt probably, I would guess, among you three, has watched the most hockey this season. If Agreed. if Matt has watched much hockey this season. Um, I am, I haven't watched every game. I've watched probably half our games. Um, and obviously games I haven't been able to watch. I've kept tabs as much as possible. Um, I mean, it's, it's a long season and we're all busy. But I, I've been very excited by what I've seen with the Wings. It, it's nice to see. And it's nice to see that because people started to doubt Iserman, I feel like, a little bit. Um, some of his draft picks you didn't, didn't make the immediate impact that some people hoped that they would. And this was, he didn't come in here with the intent to flip this team overnight into something. This was a tear down, then build up. And people get impatient with that. And I just, it, to me, it's really nice to see proof. Yeah, I, I don't know why they get impatient. You just take a look at the at the Lightning. That That is Steve Eiserman's baby yep. and what they have become. Yep. It took time. It takes time to be a yep. consistent winner. It takes a whole lot of trading. It takes a whole lot of drafting. And the guys that you're seeing on this team right now, half of them are not going to be here when this team is where we want it to be again. But even just seeing the way the season started, the game you were talking about, Paul, with Todd Bertuzzi's four goals to start the year against Tampa Bay, losing to that team in overtime, 7-6. to six. But you saw a fight from that team, and you saw what this team can be when they are on their game. Because at times, early in that game against the Lightning, they were very much on their game. It took the Lightning a while to come back and take that win. But to even be there against the back-to-back defending champs, says something to me and where we are now we're not very far into the season yes we're only 11 12 games into the season it's an 82 game season got a long way to go but to not be one of the worst teams in hockey right now which is where we've been the first month of the season many times before these last few years to see that Mm -hmm. on its own 
gives me hope for the team. And we talked about this months ago on the podcast, the hope that we have coming up for the Red Wings, for the Pistons, for the Tigers. We have it for the Lions as well, and people have to be patient. This is the start of it, in my mind at least. I think we have the regime that we need going forward between Dan Campbell and between Brad Holmes. I think this is going to be something for the Lions. You got to have patience. Same thing with these wings. They were, we rode our coattails way too long our own damn coattails of how great the wings were during the 90s and the and the first the first decade in 2000s but we didn't prepare for the future because that involves tearing down some of the greatness you already have we are torn down that greatness that greatness is gone all those great players the Dotsuks and everyone they're gone you need this young blood you need this new life you need the raymonds and you need the you know and and dylan larkin and all that you need these guys to start picking up the pieces. And Iserman is going to find more pieces. I firmly believe that. So where we are right now, I'm very hopeful for where this team could be two years from now. And I'm hopeful for literally all four of our sports teams two years from now to be contenders in their sports. Mm -hmm. Every single one of them. Ryan, that includes our Detroit Pistons. One of the youngest, if not the youngest team in the NBA. Four of five starters under 23. Three of them aren't even 21 yet. Cade got a late start, averaging about 30 minutes a game now. One and eight start to the season. But you're talking about teams like Atlanta, Chicago, Philly, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, the defending champs. Casey seems to be saying the right things, Ryan. It's not about wins right now, showing you this team is getting better. It's about getting better as a team offensively and defensively. Are you believing the the stuff that Casey is saying? Are you seeing some growth in this team early on? I, I mean, it's certainly not about wins because they, they don't have any, right? They have one. And if you thought this That's team was going to be good, in the preseason, you're really just fooling yourselves because they're a really bad team last year. There's a reason they had a number one pick. And they added Cade Cunningham, which is great, but one player, especially a rookie, can can only do so much for your team. Unless his name is Magic Johnson. <clears throat> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, I mean, I, I am buying it and I'm not because they haven't really grown at all. Uh, Sadiq Bey tries to do more stuff. He's just missing his shots, and he's not hes not good at the new stuff that he's trying to do. And he's still a second-year player, so it's not like he, he can't figure it out. But Jeremy Grant's shooting bad and proving that you know, he, he wasn't a number one last year. It was the best year of his career because he, he had to take all the shots. But that's obviously not, not a number one option on your team. I, Isaiah Stewart hasn't been – very good either um Killian Hayes is still trying to find himself he has a lot of the same issues that he had uh, last year you know it's it's better now that he's actually getting to play in some of these games but um even he's you know still missed a few so it's 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 a tough watch to watch the Pistons and I think this is another year that you're looking for the tank and you're hoping some of these lottery balls fall in your favor because they are going to be a bad team i'd expect they'd get better you know you can't sustain a one out of every nine game like win pace in the nba if you did that you'd only win nine games the entire year and and that's not going to happen that's some quick math for you folks that's right nine times nine baby (laughs) learn your learn your multiplication tables (laughs) but and you know obviously that's not going to happen so there's going to be a little bit of um 
you know, kind of positive trend in in that direction. And you know, on Wednesday, well, the the podcast might not be out by then, but they they play the Rockets. They've probably already played the Rockets if you're listening to this podcast now on ESPN on national television. So it's uh, Cade versus Jalen Green. Uh, it'd be a fun time. Is two pretty bad teams still, and <laughs> the Rockets are like one and eight also, aren't they? Was Jalen Green uh, the kid so. that said that he didn't want to come yes. to Detroit? Yeah. Oh, Jalen Green yeah, is a pile of garbage that'll be out of the NBA in three years, so we don't care. <laughs> I don't know about all of that. But then um, even Cade hasn't looked as good as uh, you know you've wanted him to look. He's missed a lot of shots. He's missed a lot of threes. He's gotten some pretty good looks, so I think it'll, uh, you know, I, I think it'll again go back to where it should be. But then he he's done pretty much everything else better than or everything else well except for put the ball in the basket. But his shooting numbers are uh, are pretty terrible right now. I mean, it's so, it's not even all that surprising coming off injury and coming into the season late, not getting. It's, it's a little just the, just the shots that he should be making he's he's missing um and again i'm not concerned i'm not concerned about it at all but it's it's not you know fun to watch like if you're gonna lose you at least want Cade to be out here looking like evan mobley going 26 and 10 and it's just not it's just not what's happening but they're they're a bad team they struggle on both sides of the ball i don't think they run a good offense uh it's a it's a lot of isolation with players who aren't very good at, <laughs> at isolating other players. So it's it's a work in progress. They keep, you know, calling up and bringing down uh, Garza and Livers, although I don't think Livers has played for the Pistons yet. So uh, some of the other guys that people want to see, you know, um, improvement from, it's, uh, you know, they're just not getting on the floor. So it's, you know, it's a tough it- go for the Pistons. <laughs> I find it interesting you mentioned about offense because I actually entirely agree with you. Um, offense is tough to watch, and you you can point to the obvious personnel wise that we don't have a ton of talent. We're not <laughs> probably near the bottom. The offensive talent is a starting five in the NBA, right? It's not a newsflash to anybody, but at the same time, a lot of ISO ball that exactly as you said. Our guys are not equipped to handle. Do you think this is coaching mismanagement? Do you think this is trying to fit square peg into a round hole? Or do you think this is, listen, this is what we need to prepare these players for. We're not worried about how it looks now. This is what we are preparing for in the future. I I just think it's what you get with Dwayne Casey. And I don't know that uh, Dwayne Casey will be the the long-term coach here. I think eventually he might wear out his welcome and then they bring in somebody else uh you know almost like garden hire was i know aj hinch coming available is a uh, is a bit different scenario than what you're going to have in the nba but even if you look no, at it's... like his teams in toronto like DeRozan was was always in iso and he was just a better player than any of the guys that we have now uh i don't and i'm it could just be like i don't know a jeremy grant thing too i guess i can't imagine you'd have Cade playing so much iso when he's the main guy here and Grant's only here for this year and next year, uh, and then his contract's going to run up. So maybe then you'll see some different offense, but uh, I don't know. As long as I think Jeremy Grant's here, he'll probably be the focal point of the offense. You know, hopefully next year Cade can become 
you know, like the like the one A or the one B or whatever. Uh, but I think Jeremy Grant will always have his place in the offense, and I think that is probably what it's going to be. You know, every team wants to move the ball a little bit more. Um, it, I don't know. It just seems like it's not something that uh, that Dwayne Casey wants wants to do. And I think again, a lot of these guys just haven't played. Like Killian barely played last year. You know, Cade missed all the preseason, and I. It could just be hard to have everybody kind of initiating the offense right away. So maybe throughout the season it gets a little bit better. But uh, I don't see the offense being such a drastic change from, you know, like at game 82 than it is from than what we saw these first nine games. And I, I again, I, I agree with pretty much all of that. I do think the most important thing that you mentioned, you, you talked about similar to Garden Hire with the Tigers, right? And you didn't expect Hinch to be available. All that tells me is Golden State's going to have a scandal and Steve Kerr is going to be the next coach of the Detroit Pistons. That's what I heard. That's exactly uh, that's, what I heard. All, all, all yeah, these owners and GMs glad. getting investigated. You never know. As long as, long as we're all on the same page. That's, yeah. that's all. I love it. Perfect. It's beautiful. And it's it, it, it's funny because we talked about how the – I mean, all of our teams in Detroit are rebuilding. And – the Tigers, the Tigers and the Wings Bless you. are it. The Tigers are the, the most ahead in the rebuild because the Tigers have been tanking for the longest, not including whatever it is you call that the Lions do year in and year out. So the Tigers we are got a football. You see the You see the Wings turning that corner, and they're like a little probably a year or two behind the Tigers. Probably a year, to be honest. Um, but they're they're getting there. They're, they're getting close to that next step. And then you got... The Pistons just bottomed out, just like the Lions are bottoming out now. Like the we had the number one pick last year, we were horrible, and we're not we're not really any better this year, <laughs> right now anyway. I mean, we could. I don't think it's inconceivable that we are going to have another top three pick this season. Um, I mean, I don't I don't know what the projections are for the rest of the season, but we have we have one win at this point. Yeah, but I it's, think if you uh, looked at strength of schedules so far, I'm pretty sure we have played the toughest schedules so far of anyone in the NBA. Ah, it's basketball. Come on. We did, caught did, the nuts without... Did you hear the teams I said they played already? I know. I know. It's basketball, man. Come on. Uh, the Bulls are a hell it's of a not, lot better than they were. I think we've already played them it's, twice. It's not, it's not football. It's not like, oh, we had to play Alabama and Georgia <laughs> and all that. No, we just I had to play, play the them. defending NBA champions. And the, and the team that's expected to win the NBA championship to go along with Philadelphia, who's a good team. Hold on. Hold on. You're not talking about the Nets without Kyrie, are you? I, I am still talking about the Nets, yeah. I can't I, say they're I still expected still, to win I the title. I think they're still 7-2 and two or something. They, but they're not expected to win the title now without Kyrie. Regardless. I, don't I mean, think. they have Blake Griffin. What do you mean? Of course they're the favorite. It's not right. like they've started their season... Playing the Blake Cavs a bunch of times, <laughs> playing the Magic a few times, like we're talking about teams. We, we will get to we will get to play the Cavs a bunch because they're in our division, so we do. We do get no, the the I, the Magic was the team we beat. That was our only win. Yeah, exactly. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, but to have to start against you know a completely revamped and much better Chicago Bulls squad, the defending champions, Brooklyn, Philly, like. These aren't scrubs that we lost to. We weren't expected to win anyway, but it's not like we started off this season with cupcake schedule to start to get going. Like we started out the gate with a freaking <laughs> the gauntlet start. 
Yeah, it's, uh, yeah okay, yeah, it's been pretty hard. <laughs> so we did play the Nets twice. We played the Bucks. We played the Sixers twice. The Hawks, the Bulls twice. And then the Magic. Yeah. <laughs> There's one bad team on that list. <laughs> the Magic. <laughs> it's the one we beat. And they're probably expected to beat us the next time we face them anyway. But... <laughs> <laughs> We started with a pretty rough schedule to get going out this gate, so I wouldn't expect us to be better than one and eight, even if we had a full healthy, you know, training camp of of Killian and Cade and everyone. Like, now we win opening night if Cade plays. <laughs> Easy. Oh God. What I do know though is the Hawks are four and seven, and the Bucks are five and six, and the Wizards are like six and three. <laughs> Wait, the Bucks are five and six. Yeah, well, they haven't had Drew Holiday or Chris Middleton for a lot of the year. Yeah, but oh, they've only if, had. The if you just looked at multi-time the, fake MVP, if you just looked at like the the standings, there's a lot of weird records. Yeah. and yeah, all, <laughs> like all, all these the all these fake ass Hall of Famers don't know how to play real basketball and are shocked that they're not getting to the free throw line every other trip. <laughs> well, Giannis doesn't make them anyways. So Trey Young, James Harden, fake ass gangsters. Yeah. Giannis was so relieved that he's not expected to draw as many fouls anymore. He's like, good. Just want to play basketball. Yeah, the the Celtics are the fifth seed right now in the East at four and six. Wow. Oh, nope, nope. That's That's, that was wrong. I was looking at their division. My bad. All, All right, right, let me look at the bad. conference standings. Okay, yeah, never mind. That's, that's not true. Uh, All right, good. But yeah, the Wizards seven and three, and the Cavs are seven and four. Surprising. I'm, I'm just waiting Western for Clay time. to come back, and then the whole NBA screwed. <laughs> Warriors not. I mean, oh, Clay to come I, back. I've you been know what I hate. You know what I hate. Three years is people like combining Wiseman with Clay. Like that's just not fair to Wiseman. Like once Wiseman and Clay come back, like hold on, like one of those things is definitely <laughs> not like the other. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, but why? Wiseman gets to Wiseman gets the benefit of that because he comes back and they get a lot better because Clay will be back, and he can be like, yeah, I'm I'm part of that because I came back, man. I don't know. When, I would think Wiseman comes back for Clay. Maybe not. I don't know. Clay's supposed to be back. By I mean, Christmas. I've been waiting for Clay to come back for three years now, so I don't. Know. Be like Clay Clay's January. like the dad that went out to get cigarettes. I don't. <laughs> I don't. Where did he go? He's just not playing anymore. Clay, he keeps getting freaking injured. This man's had like I the know. worst luck over the it's last. Like, he's had like Grant Hill luck over the last three years. Clay's and like and a myth at this point. And now he's mad about not making the seventy-five team. And if he'd have been playing the last three years, you can bet your ass he'd have been on that seventy-five team. <laughs> I, There's no question. You see, they I, gave, you see, they gave him a just seventy-seven. Yeah, years. that was so funny. This is, this is why I love. Who Steve. gave him it? The, Draymond? The, no, the, the Warriors just in general. They yeah, the they hung a seventy-seven in his locker, like a jersey. <laughs> Oh, that's... And he wore it. It's the 77 best player of all time. <laughs> that list pissed me off Clay, so much. Like, how is... do you how do you put AD on that yeah, list already? He was he was so mad. <laughs> it was so funny. Did you say AD on that list? Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. There was some people on that list. That I was just as someone who's watched a lot of basketball, like, and I'm not saying anything about Anthony Davis's abilities. He's a hell of a basketball player career is not even a decade long sweet i mean it's just a dumb well, it's about a decade do it's about a decade and he's been all, Did they order them all those older guys weren't playing a decade either 
Do they order them or do they just have them listed? They just had them. Li- they, no, no, they, they, they just had them listed. They didn't order them. Yeah, they don't. They don't. But, but, but you like, can look at this list and know who's at the bottom of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Like, yeah, you can sure easily you can. throw no, like the just... top like twenty and the bottom like ten. You could you could find those thirty guys pretty easily. <laughs> yeah, not not. Very There's a big hard. middle match there that you got to be looking through for like, the rest of the guys. But that bottom ten, you know who's on that bottom ten. <laughs> you know, it's, I, I don't know. I think I think Clay's still one of the most underrated NBA players ever. I don't like. I as far as the team aspect of the game, like yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Picking Clay to go one on one with with anybody, this is not his game. No, man but takes about three game. dribbles all if year. I'm, if I'm picking a <laughs> prototypical two that I want on my team, like yeah. I, I can't. They don't make them better than Clay because I don't. I, I prefer my two to be like Clay. I don't. I don't need my two to be. Yeah, my I'd like my two to be right? able like, to, to shoot a shit ton of threes I, and play great defense. Like. Like, what else do you want? Like, yeah, Michael Jordan and Dwayne Wade were cool, but they need the ball a lot more than I want my two to need the ball. Like, I want to well, have the If I have Michael Jordan one. on my team, I want him to have the ball. This man specifically <laughs> pointed out the shooting guard position and named Michael Jordan and Dwayne Wade? Yeah. Old, Dis- disrespect, old Matt. and new. Paul, th- this, whole, this whole this whole section is being cut. <laughs> He's so mad. This whole, who do you, everything you so... just said in the last five minutes ain't making this podcast. I was honestly the Cla- best part. Clyde was, is it took you. It took you so oh, no. long to. Oh, I notice noticed that. I, oh, I noticed <laughs> immediately. My my vocal been, cords gr- weren't working because I, I was in such shock. Picked, I specifically picked D Wade too because he is like. A lesser version of everything that Kobe was, like a, he was a like a kind of very similar style player, just not as good in across the board. So why wouldn't you pick the better um, one? Because then we wouldn't have this wonderful reaction oh from God. you, and it's fun. Disrespect. Okay. But yes, like Kobe and like Michael Jordan, um, they need the ball a lot. It to the point of disrupting a perfect basketball offense like if i'm building a okay. dream team i i wanted to like meanwhile play. our hometown fans are sitting there going hang on you're talking about a two that doesn't need the ball a lot shoots well and plays great defense and you didn't name joe dumars as a freaking comparison right. <laughs> no he was well, on I the like, 75 team either yeah more disrespect shame i, I, I joe dumars shot well for his time <laughs> it's not the same hmm uh, it's I don't not know the if same. I would agree with that. What? No, you. There's no. Look at the numbers. And yes, if if the three point was more important, and if he practiced it more, I get it. He would have shot better. But it still. Hey, it's still thirty eight percent. That's not bad. Clay, Clay. It, well, I mean, arguably the volume that would have went down. But Clay, Clay hey, is. You, you know what? You know what? You know what? Joe's got that Clay exist. doesn't a Finals MVP. Uh, Unnecessary. <laughs> and he shot he shot forty percent his last year on five attempts a game. Let's go, Joe. There you go. Almost almost six That's attempts a game. Good. That's pretty good. Yeah, That's buddy. pretty good. Man was around a fifty percent I mean, field goal shooter period from ninety two uh, from, right, from uh from eighty five when he came in the damn game <laughs> until about ninety two. I'm sorry, what percent? 
It's a 50% field goal percentage. Oh, I thought you said free no. throw. I was like, that's no, horrible. No, field goal. I was, what? I was like, what are you talking oh, about? Oh, from 92. Okay. I was yeah, like, from, from 85 to 92. So I was looking at the career. <laughs> it was like, it's pretty far off. I am, I am actually really – it's surprising that he wasn't on the 75, right? Joe? Nah. We're used to our, we're used to our no, guys getting, think so. getting disrespected. <laughs> well, but it's it's entirely a product of he was disliked because he was a dick. What? Right? No. What are you talking about? No, Joe, Joe, Joe Dumars Ultimate was sports. the nice guy on the bad boys. He was yeah, the I only think one you're there, there is no, Isaiah okay. Thomas. Okay, so <laughs> different story. Okay, so guilt, whether you want to guilt by association or however right, you want yeah. to. No, that, That's probably more but likely, but that, he no, was he not was that. He was literally singled out by opponents as not part of that. Like, So it was so obvious yeah. that okay. it wasn't guilt by association because everyone was like, no, not Joe. <laughs> Michael Jordan coming out saying okay. this, is the, this is the best defender Sick. I ever faced. Like they said, fuck you, fuck you, fuck so you. So can cool. we fuck can you. we bring up what's been going on lately though with like that era and what has gotten into Scottie Pippen? Oh man, uh, he's trying to sell his book. What? Like this Hold is on. crazy. Hold on. Hold on. Man. It's not crazy. I, I, I think he's, he's, been hold- <laughs> he's been holding in this resentment for twenty years. Listen, apparently he has. You're right, been. Matt. No. When Taking shots at the old, guy that made him a top fifty man, player in the NBA. Oh my God, we're gonna fight. It's fighting time. Scotty Pippen was Dude. nothing without Michael Jordan. I mean, it's, no, it's not fair Michael to say. No, Michael Jordan was literally know. nothing without Scotty Pippen. Literally nothing. He couldn't win okay, a goddamn playoff. Calm Are your you tits. out of your goddamn? You calm down. It's up. Paul, you no, weren't even alive the back then. Jesus Christ, calm oh down. Oh my God. I mean, I don't, I don't like. What more is Scotty Pippen looking for? He's on the NBA top fifty. No, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I'll tell you. I will tell you. I will tell you what he wants. He wanted more credit. During the last dance, that's what he wanted. Oh my god! As you, that's he, ridiculous. He was as you not happy life, with the way that him and the rest of the Bulls, the Jordanaires, as they were called back then, Jordan and the Jordanaires. Goddamn right. The the way the Jordanaires came off in the last dance, this was a Michael Jordan centric documentary. This was not a Bulls centric documentary. This was a Michael Jordan centric. I mean, freaking! I think he put money into this. It was a vanity piece. It, it was his. Piece. It was his. It was shit. a vanity so, piece. I understand Scotty being this way. I don't understand him being this way publicly. <laughs> that no. part I don't get. No, I understand it's... him holding this resentment for a long time period of all the stuff that AJ uh. you just said and what. Paul has just said this argument back and forth over Scotty and Michael and Michael was a phenomenal scorer and had shit teammates around him and he scored a whole bunch of points and the team didn't do dick. Scotty Pippen comes in. Which if I don't re- if I remember correctly didn't we say that like that's not Michael Jordan's fault in the same vein we said the same thing about Matthew Stafford when he played for the Lions, right? Yeah. I I've never said a goddamn thing about that because Michael Jordan just sucks, but Jesus. Regarding the but whole Pippen thing, we oh don't know. As you what get, I, I, this conversation's over. If if that's the point that you're going no. from, is if that's the vantage point, like the, anything you have to say is completely irrelevant because that's so far from true that it's not even like worth listening to. It is fair to say at least as we never older, we don't know what Pippen would be without Michael Jordan. We have no idea. He had a year and a half. Of his own time with the Bulls, and the Bulls were pretty good at that point, and Pippen played pretty damn well. He is known for one selfish freaking act during that time period, 
where he didn't get the ball, so he didn't go in the game at the end. And Tony Kukoc still hit the shot, gave him a big fat middle finger, and the Bulls won the game. <laughs> but that is what he's known for in a time where he was playing really good basketball while Michael Jordan was trying to play baseball. Uh, but so like getting mad that you're not you didn't get credit for playing with the bad back. That's because you only scored eight points, bro. If you had right. thirty five, people would have been like, "Oh my god!" Like, do you see what right. Scottie Pippen did? Right. He scored eight points, and Michael Jordan had forty five that game. Not the flu game. Uh, I think his he had his, his point game. was bitch ass Jordan would have been on the sidelines crying. He's more so. mad because he knows Michael Jordan didn't have the flu. He was just really, really, really hungover. Well, then it's a shame you couldn't play better than him, I guess. I don't know what to tell you. Because he still played better than you when he had the flu and you right. didn't. So. Or hungover. I just don't I, get the disdain for Michael Jordan. Like, well, I get that he's not a good guy. But, like, the so game the, speaks the for himself. Comes from the, no, the disdain comes from the hero worship and his pedestal that he doesn't deserve. He's not a top three NBA player in history. And he's hailed as some unattainable ghost status. Okay, regardless of what Paul just said, uh, AJ, to be fair, the stories we know about MJ, the stories that we know about MJ are mostly not nice stories, right? Agreed. Okay, Scottie Pippen lived it with this man for a decade. So the stories that we don't even know about that he was, you know, privy to and dealing with Michael Jordan, I'm sure are way worse. And to add that into everything... And to have let this fester for 20-plus years and then get smacked in the face with the last dance, which I'm sure is what he feels, it's it's going to come out. And Scottie Pippen, I mean, it's kind of been who he is. is he has no Does he have, like, it. a book he's trying to sell yeah, it or something? Yeah, it just came out. Yeah, it just, yeah, it just came out like sure a month does. ago. Not even okay. a month ago. It's called Unguarded. He is, he is old and sick of living a lie. When, as you age in life, you, you don't... You got to get shit no, off hell your no. chest. Taking them lies to he the grave. He he lived seeing even though Jordan in his own Hall of Fame speech complete, he called Michael Jordan the best complete, teammate that he ever played with. A complete empire of lies built around Jordan to prop him up. Literally a league in concert to prop up one fraud ass man, and he's over it. He lived through it the entire time, got none of the credit, despite Jordan achieving literally <laughs> nothing, no, nothing no without him. Nothing without him propping up this man. He's over it. He's old. He, he's nearing nearing the end of he his time. He made a top 50 player the... list before he retired. How's that? Scotty no Pippen would not have been what Scotty Pippen was if he did not play on those. They bowls. brought his and ass Jordan onto the dream team. Nothing. Like, you, are you kidding me? You got to be on the dream team because of the position you were in. That man did not deserve to be on the dream team at that point in time. Not yet. Like I said, he got recognized as one of the 50 best players in the NBA yep. before right his career retired. was over. <laughs> got six championships Because he had, <laughs> right. Because he had, what, f- five, six championships at that time, whatever it was? Uh, yeah, when did the fifth? In, uh, 96 Crazy is when. He, 96 is when. Uh, yeah, so he had, he had, he had four out. at that point, I think. He had three for sure. He had the three P for sure. I don't know if it came out before or after. They won. It, it it probably came out before. Well, it came out before this time, I guess, before the season. No, no, hold on, gentlemen, we no, got to yeah, get maybe the picks. Right. Sorry. All right, <laughs> figure it out. Be a top fifty. Yeah, that's crazy. All right. Well, <clears throat> Scotty's saltiness aside. 
It's time we got into Ooh. our own saltiness, mine especially. Uh, Paul, I was on one hell of a winning streak coming into this week with picks. I definitely did not extend it. <laughs> Had a horrible NFL um, set of picks, and I'm pretty sure I only went two and three in college. Was not extending the winning streak coming into this week. No, you you did not. But your two and three mark in college, believe it or not, was the best college mark this week. How does that make you feel? Um, that like the best, the, like the, the best of the worst. Like I don't know how you feel when you're the best of the worst. Like we the all did terrible. Entirety, <laughs> the entirety of the Sports Carnage podcast and friends went one and four in our five college games last week. Just crazy, legitimately abhorrent. Horrible. So Matt's two and three mark in college is actually quite fine in the grand scheme of things. I I brought it back in the NFL. I went four and one to go an even five and five, five hundred, which is basically what I've been all year. Total for the week. That was the best mark. I was the only person that was not under five hundred for the week. Ryan, second place of four and six, everyone else three and seven. It was it was brutal. So that brings our new standings, myself. A game above 500 in first place. 45 wins, 44 losses. We got that draw that drops off. And super even. A game over 500 in college and dead even in the NFL. Uh, AJ is now tied with Ryan for second place. Five games under 500. We have Matt in fourth place. Seven games under 500. Dylan, 11 games under 500 in fifth place. And then Don? Don is barely treading water above 400 with a 36 and 53 record. He should have stuck to letting William make his picks. Don, I know you're listening <laughs> next year. Just let Willie make the picks brother. This is, it's embarrassing at this point. It's, it's very bad. I know you're busy stealing other people's work instead of actually watching the games, but I, you got to do something, anything. This is bad, uh, but we will get to the actual picks. Um, it's very exciting. Uh, it comes with a little bit of controversy. We start in college, as always. And newly minted, sixth-ranked Michigan. Actually, is that new? What were we ranked last year, last week? Were we sixth last week, or were we seven? Seven. Seven. All right. So, newly minted, sixth-ranked CFP-ranking Michigan travels to Happy Valley to take on Penn State. James Franklin may or may not be there for very long. But right now, this game is a pick em. Man, I know. Uh, I know. At first, I think Michigan started off at what, like a two-point favorite, and then it swung to Penn State, and now it's back to a pick'em. So I'm just gonna hate pick this game. Give me Penn State because <laughs> I'll be rooting for that outcome. Um, I. This is another one of those games that I feel like, okay, the other shoe's gonna fall, based on the way Penn State has played this year. There's no reason Michigan should not win this game. But that makes me nervous. I'm still going to go with Michigan, though. I understand going into Happy Valley is difficult. Penn State has not looked good this year. And I'm fearful of the other shoe falling again. But I'm still going to ride with Michigan. Uh, this game perfectly lines up for Michigan. Penn State has fallen outside of the top 15, and we all know Jim Harbaugh's record on the road against the top 15. So, with that being said, that record will stay intact of Owen, whatever it may be. Michigan wins this one by a field goal in Happy Valley and wins a big game on the road against number 23 Penn State. 
Are they 23? Uh, I believe AP 23. I don't know what they are in the college football playoff rankings. I don't think they're ranked in the college football playoff. Well, I'm just – I updated them, so that's why I was – I asked because it's kind of important to me. I'm old, I'm old school. Um, I go by the Associated them. Press. Of course. See, yeah. like... Just not 1997. Coaches pull all the oh, way. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I... Is that is that Nebraska won yes. the coaches pull? <laughs> Fake God, ass, right. broad ass nonsense. Uh, this one is a tough one. AJ, I'm going to – I got <laughs> – I always hate to be the bearer of bad news and realism here, but uh, this is not the other shoe dropping. Um, there are plenty of reasons to think that Michigan might not win this football game, uh, which you guys don't agree. Uh, Don, Dylan think Michigan will win this football game, but me and R- Ryan's might be a hate pick. I, I genuinely don't think Michigan's going to win this football game. Can they? Sure, they can. Uh, but Penn State has a really good defense. Um, I, I don't love the way that we match up with them. Um, they are built to attack through the air, um, which we can kind of defend sometimes. It just depends. Uh, but they're not they're not a team that relies on the ground game. So it, it, us making them one-dimensional isn't going to change a lot. But my biggest concern is scoring in the red zone. Um, even teams that have not struggled to score in the red zone, like we have, have struggled to score on Penn State, period, and in the red zone against Penn State. And I, I just I don't, I don't see field goals being enough on the road at Happy Valley. Um, this is a much bigger game than it is being billed as. It is a much more important game. It is our second toughest game this season. Um, it is this is this is a potential nightmare situation. And if Michigan can pull it out, it'll be a huge win. Um, but I'm I'm not expecting it. I, I at this point I think Michigan ends the season with three losses, and I think this is one of them. So my pick is unfortunately with Penn State, and I hope I'm wrong. I super much hope I'm wrong. I'm, and that takes how us. How dirty to do you feel night. picking a James Franklin-led team against your team? He's three and four in his last four against Michigan. I I know it'll be in spite of three James out of Franklin. Four, I mean. Sorry. So it's it. I, mean, I don't know. It's gross. It's really gross. But I, I I just I don't. If this game was at home. I would feel a little differently about it. It needs to be tough. I mean, I don't, I don't trust Josh Gaddis. Give me a different offensive coordinator. Michigan's going to win this football game. I, I don't trust it, especially in the red zone. Uh, moving on to one of the bigger matchups, potentially playoff implication-wise, although interestingly enough, undefeated Oklahoma sits all the way back at number eight, which I never thought this day would come, that a Oklahoma – would not get the benefit of the doubt when it came to the college football playoff committee to be all the way back at number eight behind several one-loss teams despite being undefeated. Dylan has had this game circled for a while. Eighth-ranked Oklahoma, five-and-a-half-point road favorites over 13th-ranked Baylor. Man, I know. Disrespect to Caleb Williams, too. Um, This game's tough on the road at Baylor. I, I just think five and a half is too much. Even if Oklahoma wins and, and gets to nine and no, I don't think that they're going to win by, by a touchdown. So I'll take Baylor with the points. Yeah, I Oklahoma is coming off a bye, which I think does make a little bit of a difference. Right? They were idle last week, weren't they? Yes. Okay. I, I think that that does make a difference. Um I want to blame all of Oklahoma's misfortune on Spencer Radler because I can't stand him. Um, So I'm glad that they're not getting the benefit of the doubt, and it is entirely his fault. Um, But 
five and a half does seem like a lot, especially after Baylor went to TCU and got embarrassed last week. Um, so I'm going to go with Baylor. <clears throat> I would have gone with Baylor if they didn't throw up the stinker they threw up against TCU last week. Uh, along with up down baby, along with Oklahoma coming off that bye, I think they're gonna have their shit together. <sighs> I hate this team, but I'll roll with the Sooners. I, I hate this team. Uh, just you and Don roll with the Sooners. It actually, kind of surprised me. Dylan's been on this for a long time. He thinks this is where Oklahoma finally slips up, and I don't tend to disagree with that very much. I I, I can't. If they win out, they would be one of the worst undefeated Power 5 teams of all time. Um, so you just you assume that they're going to slip up somewhere. And this does make a good spot for it, especially with Baylor being at home. I think that is going to be crucial in this game. And either way, I definitely think the 5.5 points is too much. So I will be rocking Baylor along with Ryan, AJ, and Dylan. And that takes us to Michigan State, 7th-ranked Michigan State which is a little different than third-ranked Michigan State. Sounded a lot better last week, but as we all know, <laughs> the spoiler makers did it again. Yes, and it's did. Uh, <laughs> unbelievable. Honestly, it was very believable. Unless you're Matt, <laughs> unless you're Matt, because Matt Matt was very concerned, very concerned the whole time. To his credit, everyone else was like, "Wow, disrespect!" But Michigan State bounce back time, thirteen point favorites over Maryland. Yeah, this is the real disrespect. Getting pushed down to seven. They probably hate that they're under Michigan and they are at home. I think that helps immensely. Well, I do think Maryland can probably have some passing success on us. I don't think it's going to be near what Purdue was able to do. So I'll take Michigan State to cover uh, in this one. Go green. Yeah, I, I definitely think the Spartans get a, a bounce back win here. I think that they can beat Maryland by two scores. So give me State. <laughs> there is a Tungavaloa on the other side, and from what I've seen from Tungavaloas in college, they can sling the ball. I don't like our secondary. Purdue did everything I thought they would against us, uh, and a few things I didn't think they could do against us. And I think the Spartans win this game. But I don't see them covering by that much. At uh, eight, nine-point win, I think is what's going to happen with Michigan State. Uh, maybe a little less. I'm really hoping not, though. But uh, I'll 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 go with uh, <laughs> I'll go with the Terrapins in this one. Michigan State just a lot over five over five hundred passing yards. <laughs> that's pretty rough. That's that's, that's pretty rough. And uh, Michigan State's going to win this football game. I'm, I'm pretty darn sure. I said that last week. And I was pretty sure last week. But I'm, Maryland is not a good football team. They're not. Genuinely not. A good, like, they're, they're very bad. They're not a top yeah, 50 Yeah, I think they're still a top four offensive passing team in the Big Ten, though. But. Just saying. As Matt says, Maryland likes to throw the ball around a lot. And if we have noticed a weakness on Michigan State's team, among a few, it is the passing defense. This spread is going to be entirely turnover-reliant. Maryland, while they sling the ball around, 
also likes to turn the ball over. If Michigan State gets those turnovers, they can cruise to an easy victory. If they do not, they are going to be on upset alert all game. I do not trust that secondary. I have to take Maryland when it's so many points. And that creates a clean split for us as Don is also on the Michigan State hate train this week. So we have an even split. And that takes us to our weekly SEC overranked matchup of the week. We have Texas A&M, 11th ranked A&M, two and a half point road favorites over the Fighting Lane Kiffins. 15th ranked Fighting Lane Kiffins. I think uh, I think A&M will get this done. I think they're uh, I think they're just a better team than Ole Miss, and all they have to do is win the game by three points. They're favored on the road, so they probably should be about a six-point favorite. I'm comfortable with the three. <coughs> give me give me Jimbo and his massive buyout. Now, I'm gonna go with Ole Miss on this one. Uh, kind of getting tired of picking road favorites. So I'm definitely going to go with Ole Miss. I hate these games that you pick, Paul. These fake-ass good teams out of the SEC that just beat each other up and ruin it for me because I always pick the wrong what damn side. See, this what is the thing. Week? Last week, last oh. week I wasn't 2-3. and three. I was 2-2. Two and two. The coin was 0-1. Oh all right, so the coin is going to have to pull some redemption this week, and this is the game where it's going to be because, again, I don't want to pick these teams. So we go to the coin. A&M is heads. Old Miss is tails. First one is tails, Old Miss. Second one, oh, it's a sweep. All right, give me Old Miss. <laughs> well, damn. All right, coin. The coin spoke. The coin was, the coin okay. was very it confident. Has been, it has been s- several weeks in a row with these SEC teams, and the track record I is poor. You. Um, I, oh, who'd you have, AJ? AJ had uh, AJ had took Ole Miss because he's tired of picking road teams. All right. Um. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. Uh. Listen, you can't. You can't lose to Bo Nix at home. And then, and then get my pick on the road. That's not how this works. It's not. Uh, Ole Miss is at home, and I'm I'm taking a lot of home teams this week. Michigan State's the only one I haven't so far, and that's just because that spread's too large. Um, I, I think Ole Miss can win this, and certainly if I get a couple-point cushion, I like that. Um, it, it's just AJ – I'm sorry, it's just Ryan and Dylan on Texas A&M. The rest of us, we're back in Lane Kiffin in this one. And, and that gets us out of the dirty SEC, and we go over to the not dirty but pretty disgusting ACC if we're talking about quality of football. Um, one that I – would never expect to be picking at this point in the year, but we have 16th ranked NC state visiting still 12th ranked wake forest, despite a narrow loss to North Carolina last week. This might (laughs) be. They were up and rolling early in the fourth. I felt so good about this pick. I did too. I did. And then all of a sudden they couldn't move the ball. Like you put up 45 points or whatever. Like it was nothing. And all of a sudden you can't move the ball. And then, of course, they kept giving up points because that's what Wake Forest defense does. Um, I, Wake Forest is a two-point home favorite over NC State. My recommendation I'm more <laughs> is to stay this away. Game, but my recommendation, no, just bet the over. You're Just bet the over, and you will be happy, and you don't have to worry about who scores and when they score. But for the purposes of this, we got Wake Forest as two-point home favorites. Uh I don't think Wake Forest can. Uh... Oh, never mind. 
Um, yeah, actually, I think Wake Forest starts a bit of a downslide here. Let me get them for two straight losses. Give me NC State. Give me Wake Forest. Bouncing back. I can't go to the coin twice. I just got to pick one. No, I just gotta no you, pick can, one. you gotta pick. Just, just gotta pick one, Matt. You can, you can do I mean, you, you could want. go to the no, coin. No, I can't twice. do it twice. I can't do that to the coin. <laughs> Give me the home team on this one. I'll roll them again, you sons of bitches, demon deacons. <sighs> Son of demons. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm on a home team kick this week. Uh, it's gonna be points galore. It's gonna, the over under should uh, the over under should be about ninety. I don't know what it is. Probably gonna be like seventy, which is absurd as it is, but it really should be like ninety. I mean, I would I would legitimately bet the over if it's anything under eighty. Um, but I, I'm gonna take Wake Forest. They're at home. I think they're probably better, Sorry, but buddy. it's the ACC. It's weird. Uh, but I'm gonna take the home team in this one that I know is gonna put up a lot of points. Just Ryan and Don dissenting on this one, taking NC State, and that cut concludes our college picks for the week we Whoa. go over and we talked about this a little bit what it was a, it was a, a inconvenient pause in that word oh I, I choked on it a little bit just like uh, wake forest did last week uh that that takes us to the nfl and a game we already talked a little bit about detroit vegas does not agree with anybody that has the assessment that this could be a winnable game uh Pittsburgh is nine-point home favorites over the winless Lions. Yeah, I don't understand. Uh, I'm, I'm with Vegas on this one. I don't understand uh, you guys saying this might be a win. I think the, I think the Lions player is already planning their summer vacations. And as far as Pittsburgh goes, as I said earlier, they won four straight games, the second-longest win streak in the NFL behind the Titans. I don't see any reason that it stops this week. I think Najee Harris, Chase Claypool – uh, they just roll over the Lions, and we're not going to be able to do a goddamn thing against that defense. So give me Pittsburgh big. Yeah, so, I mean, earlier in the cast, I did say that if there was going to be a win, it could be Pittsburgh because short week and Lions off a of bye, but I'm still taking Pittsburgh to cover in this one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is for the picks. This is for the yeah, record. Go Steelers. I don't care what my this, opinion was earlier. This. <laughs> Yeah, Lions, uh, I love what I'm seeing from Dan Campbell. I'm hopeful for the future. This ain't the time. So give me the Steelers. Why you guys do this? what? Why Why do we have no faith in the winless Lions? Uh, how, how many years, of, ex- you just how many years of examples do you want? Why do you have no faith in the winless Lions? I don't know. Me and Dylan are just going to continue bashing our heads into the wall of destitute ridiculousness that the Lions have created. Um, I, it, Pittsburgh's offense sucks. Detroit's desperate. They're coming then off a bye. Then call the flat-out right? win, you coward. They have had, they have had an extra <laughs> week. I'm not call doing it. that anymore until they Call it. Because I, like, I feel like I'm cursing them. I feel like I'm cursing them. Don't, I don't want to put that yeah, on them. Just, I feel like you, it's my trust fault me, that you, they're losing. It ain't losing. your fault. I feel like it's my fault that they're losing. Right? <laughs> we, got, we got to get a win. But listen, they're coming off a bye. They are desperate. They are hungry. They want it. It's nine points. Nine points is a lot in the NFL, man. It's a lot. Pittsburgh's offense isn't that good. Our defense you know how bad we play fire. outdoors? We make some mistakes. We we are going to blitz the hell out of them. We are going to force ben, Big Ben to make mistakes and turn you the ball over. You know how bad this it's gonna field be an is, ugly right? These game. linemen are just going to fall to the ground. It's going to be an ugly game. 
It, I'm telling. It's going to be an ugly game. Nine points is a lot for Pittsburgh's anemic offense to cover. I am taking Detroit. So is Dylan. You guys can wallow in the land of wrongness, doubting Detroit and, and the fighting Dan Campbell's. The, the Eagles beat us by forty. Listen, that was in a dome. I don't. I don't know. Listen, it, I, I'm sticking with it. I feel good. Detroit's going to cover the nine. All right. The, we move on to the south. New Orleans traveling a little north to Tennessee. Uh, three point, just just three point favorites. Tennessee is. This is it? Three yeah, point. I think James is still not the quarterback for New Orleans, right? He's still hurt. Correct. Is an ACL. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, no, no. James, yeah, James right, ain't coming back for a while. He's the done question, for the, the question is, so, all right, yeah, I the think... question is, is Taysom Hill going to be healthy enough, or is it Trevor Simeon still? Oh well, if if it's Taysom Hill, this line should be eight points. Um, I think I think the Titans keep on rolling. I think they hit their stride here. Uh, no, Derrick Henry is is a bummer, but New Orleans' run defense was pretty good anyway. So I'll take the Titans here at home to get a a huge win for them in front of their home crowd. Um, yeah, I definitely am on the Titans after what they did to the Rams on Sunday night. Uh, especially going against New Orleans. I don't even think it's going to be close. New Orleans O-line is better than the Rams O-line. That's... Uh, well, that's not uh, saying a lot. That's but about continue. all I can say New Orleans is better at. Even Alan Kamara is <laughs> not doing a ton this year. He hasn't done a ton in a while. Uh... It's going to be tough sledding for the Saints in this one. It's weird, though, because I feel like Vegas is begging me to pick the Titans with only being a, a, a three-point It's crazy. Like, you figured this was going to be more like six and a half. I feel like I'm taking crazy, but I thought it was going to be or, like yeah, seven. Yeah, like even around over a touchdown. Plus. Like New Orleans has done some weird things this year. They've won some games that looked really good. They've lost some games, and they looked really bad. I don't know why this spread is so low. I think Tennessee wins this game pretty easily. I don't know why Vegas is begging me to take them, but I guess it's going to work, so I'll go with the Titans. I, I feel like sometimes you you look foolish when you try to be the smartest man in the room, and I think that's Vegas this week with this game. I mean, I just – that's it. I, I don't – I mean, what is it? So Tennessee beat the crap out of the Bills, and then – this is the Bills, right? Uh, yeah, Tennessee. no. Tennessee is beating mm. everybody. Yeah, Tennessee they beat up the Bills. They beat up the Chiefs. They had a nice win against Indy. Then they beat they up the dominated Rams. the Chiefs. Like, so, so they're on this roll here. And what you think that because they've been on a roll, they're just going to lighten up and it's New Orleans and they're going to have like a tough like at home like, too. Like it's not even at New Orleans. I don't, pick, I, I don't pick games like that. I thought this was going to be a unanimous pick. Um, Dylan is in crazy land backing his former favorite team before he hated Drew Brees when he used to love Drew Brees. This weird thing. Guy. I don't know. Um, this guy literally, uh, but so he, he's picking New Orleans. The rest of us, I mean, I'm not, I'm not taking the bait or I am taking the bait. I'm, depending I'm, on your perspective, I'm de- I guess I, you can't not pick. I'm Tennessee demanding game. you change this next game. Cause we have no Why? idea if Nick Chubb is going to play cause of COVID. 
Nick Chubb's done. We don't know that. If he's vaccinated, it has to be a certain amount of time and two negative tests. I think he has the time for it if he's vaccinated. I don't listen. It's just two I'm negative tests in 24 Nick hours. Nick Chubb should not make the difference in your pick on this game. I'm just the friendly advice. Uh, so Matt, Matt has given it away. Of course, we're talking about Nick Chubb in, in the Cleveland Browns traveling to New England. Curiously enough, New England is a one and a half point favorite. For whatever reason, Vegas is not buying the post OBJ bump. Well, if Nick Chubb's not back there running the ball, who is? Hunt's still out. Dearness Johnson. Hunt? Oh, yeah, Hunt's Hunt still, still out. Yes, Dearness. Yeah, Dearness Johnson is fantastic. Relax. They are so deep at running back. So uh, yes. Nick Chubb and uh, Dearness Johnson. I think they both just got placed on the COVID list today. So I don't know what the. No, not Dearness Johnson. Yeah, both of them. So I don't. No, I saw someone I else. I think it was Darius. I gotta look this up now. So I don't know what they're gonna do at running back. Uh, I I like the way they I I like the way the Browns are playing now. I also like the way the Patriots are playing, and with the Patriots being the home team, I think that's just what I'm going to default to. I'll give uh, Belichick and Matt jo- and Mac Jones uh, a win as the worst team this week, but I do think they get it done. I'm taking New England. I don't like Baker Mayfield. I'm taking New England. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything under Ernest Johnson having the COVID protocol. Yeah, no, me I'm either. just Nick Chubb. Ernest Johnson's going to run for 500. I'm trying to see who... I don't know about that. I mean, Pat's defense, pretty good. Offense, still not clicking yet, but we've seen stinkers out of Cleveland before. I mean, they went to Minnesota, and that was just an awful ball game. No offense whatsoever between two teams that were averaging like 40 points a game coming into that ball game. It's what Cleveland shows up, I'm expecting New England to show up, but I, I still think Cleveland's the better football team right now, and they are the underdogs, so I'm going to go with the dog pound. I, I don't even know what this game is. It, it wasn't De'Ernest. It was Dimitrik a mm. bit. My apologies to Dearness in his family. This is another one. This is another one I don't quite get. I think it's an overreaction to great players missing, um, and by great player I mean Nick Chubb, not OBJ. Because I I was not even being a little bit facetious when I said the post OBJ bump. I expect Cleveland's offense to be better now that he is no longer being a cancer in that locker room and demanding targets he doesn't deserve. Uh, Shout out to Donovan Peoples-Jones, who is super ascending in Cleveland, um, looking like the future number one there, if not immediately. Um, I, I think Cleveland's just a lot better than New England is right now. I think they're more talented. Um, I think they got more going on with or without Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Um, and I think they get it done on the road. I, I don't think they have too much trouble doing it. Uh, just, just Ryan and AJ disagree. The rest of us are on, on the dog pound this week. That takes us to you. You talked about Minnesota playing an ugly game. We got we pick a lot of Minnesota games, and they they've played a lot of decent teams, and they're also like a decent team themselves. They're always like right in the thick of things. They're three and five on the season. They should probably be five and three at least. Um, they've put some stinkers up. They've played some really good games. They've lost. They're all over the place, um, but they're traveling to the West Coast to take on, I believe it's Dylan's team this year. This is his NFL team this year. It's hard to keep track of. Well, the Browns Very were. hard. But I think the Chargers, I I don't know. But Herbie's his boy. I don't know. That's what I said. It's hard to keep track of. I don't know. 
But it's the Chargers hosting Minnesota, and they're two and a half point home favorites. Yeah, I'll take the uh, I'll take the Chargers here. I don't know what's going on with Dalvin Cook. If it's going to cause him to miss a game, even if it doesn't, I still like the Chargers in this spot at home. I just don't trust the Vikings that much yet, and the field goal isn't that many points. So give me Los Angeles. Yeah, give me the Chargers too. I think Justin Herbert finally righted the ship last week. Uh, so give me. Give me the Chargers. I still don't think this team is there yet. <clears throat> I think Minnesota's in a better position than the Chargers. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Vikings on this one. That's going to make Matt the lone dissenter. Uh, and I've picked Minnesota a ton. Um, I think the Chargers just get it done. They're at home. I think it makes a big difference. It's hard travel out to the West Coast. Um, Sunshine looked a lot better last week. I think they just get it done. I'm hoping for a high-scoring affair in this one, both for entertainment and fantasy purposes, though. This is uh, the man who got mad at the Rams Chief Monday Night Classic. <laughs> yes. It was like a 55-53 yes. ball game, and you were mad about it, but you're asking for that out of the Vikings yes, and the Chargers. Yes, it was disgusting. You have to play some defense. Like, Disgusting. Uh, our nightcap this week will hopefully be more exciting than our nightcap was last week, even though it was built and should have been a really good game, but it wasn't for O-line reasons, among other things. But we have the struggling Kansas City Chiefs as two-and-a-half-point favorites over, I believe, division-leading five-and-three Raiders? I believe you're right. I think so. I'm going to keep... Uh... Walking into this Chiefs buzzsaw. They'll get it right one of these weeks. Come on, Kansas City. Yeah, I I mean, it's kind of a weird one to pick, too. Um, give me the Chiefs just because I think the Raiders' magic's going to run out at some point. Especially with the distractions they've had with Ruggs and uh, this other guy that they just cut this week. Uh, both of their 2020 first round picks have now been released um so give me the give me the chiefs it's weird because when even when the chiefs were flying high the last few years the raiders have played them pretty well the chiefs are not playing well right now they are not riding high at all they i mean they look confused on offense their defense is not great i still think they're the better football team so i want to pick the chiefs For whatever reason, Carr and the Raiders seem to have a good number on them on how to stay with them and play with them. So I guess I'll go with the Raiders. I don't know if we're in crazy land, Matt. <laughs> we're the only ones. <laughs> we might be. But uh, I, I, I have to, at some point, you have to believe that teams are what they keep telling you, you they are, if that makes sense. And it's... Las Vegas had a really bad loss last week to a team that I hope to God they overlooked because uh, losing to the Giants the way, the way they did is unbelievable. But Las Vegas has also been going through a bit lately. You had the sudden loss of a hedge coach. Then you, your star receiver leaves the team for other not great reasons. Um, there's a lot going on. So I'll forgive them. If they have been a bit distracted, this is a huge spot for them. Home game, chief rival, pun intended, 
for the division lead and, and really could alter the direction of both of these franchises for the immediate future. Uh, talking playoffs in the next couple of years, how they build and the decisions they make, this is a really big divisional game. It all season long, all these teams have told us is that Las Vegas is better than the Chiefs this season. Whether it makes sense to you on paper, whether you thought that was going to be the case or not, that's what we've seen. And I got them at home as two-and-a-half-point dogs. I, I, I have to go with what they've been trying to tell me all season. I have to pick against the Chiefs here. And just, just me and Matt doing it, and hopefully we're not taking crazy pills. That does conclude our NFL picks. And hopefully for the sake of everybody, we do much much better than we did Dang, last week. I, I never said Across I wasn't taking crazy pills, just for the record. I've never made that statement. This is fair. <laughs> On that note, Ryan, <clears throat> do the thing. Sports Carnage Podcast on Podbean, Apple Podcast, Apple Podcast, and Spotify. I was about to say Podcast. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Podbean. Make sure you guys are subscribing. You are rating. You are reviewing the channels, the podcasts, everything that we have. You can find us on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, uh, at Sports Carnage Podcast, as well as on YouTube, at Sports Carnage Podcast. And I think I think that's it. And then follow Detroit Sports Nation for all of your Detroit sports news. For Ryan Griffin, AJ Riley, Paul Rochon, I'm Matt Bass, and we are Sports Carnage. Thank you for spending a couple hours with us this week. We'll be back with you all next week.